It's July 19th, 2023, and I wanted to record sooner, but life got in the way. I'm Six Detmar. And I'm Nick Cease, and this is Bottle Crow. We born a Dota 2 podcast where we don't talk about Dota 2 on a podcast. And or Jackie's Chow, a, a Dota 2 podcast where we talk about food on a podcast. Wait. It's one of the two. We'll figure out by the end. I, I, I did say it, though. It's a ratio. Oh, shit. That's Jack's snack. Where's... Where is... It's Bottle Crow Jackie's Chow. We do this every time because it was one of the first bumpers. But I thought we had Bottle Crow Jackie... Didn't we have a longer one? No. No, you're right. This we, one we do. does not. We... Oh, does it not? I think Jackie's Chow doesn't because it's huh. already... Because it predates that idea. Yeah. It was the original, you know, single... Single one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was the original mix single. Uh-huh. Silly Nick. Nicks are for kids. Hmm. Well, Nicholas, we did it. We we made food with Seven Up. We we did. We uh we promised. It's been a little while since we recorded. Um, because we were like, oh shit, we got to make this thing. Oh shit, and I was like, I don't have any ideas. Oh shit, and it's like I'm happy with what I settled. And on. the problem is like we can't just do you know like C C grade work for this. We're like, mm-hmm, listen, mm-hmm. we gotta. We got to, not even just for the pod, be like, oh, be good content. It's more like some sort of sick, some sort of sickness, at least for me, you know, speaking sure, for, yes. for myself. Wanted to do it justice or attempt to do it injustice, probably. Which is probably accurate for me. Mm-hmm. Six, mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've come to understand um, that you, you have yours uh, in front of you right now. Yes, it is. Uh, it is still warm, not very warm at this point, but it's still a little warm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have made hit send Discord uploads. <laughs> hit send pineapple seven upside down cake. <laughs> hell, hell yeah! Ooh, all right, listeners. Uh, as always, you can go to the episode notes channel of our Discord link in the description. <laughs> Wrong soundboard. Uh, so, to see these beautiful pictures. You can see the base there. Obviously, we have in the the bottom of the pan before it bakes pineapple rings, uh, melted butter, and brown sugar. That's pretty classic mm. uh, pineapple upside down cake. Usually, you do cherries in there. I did not because I had a different fruit element. First of all, in the batter are chopped very fine. Um, what what is the like glazed um, lemon slices? Can- like candied candied yes right. candied lemon slices yeah, that were made for a cheesecake like three months ago <laughs> someone in our house did and i've just been there and it's like okay uh-huh. i'm gonna dice these up and put them in the batter mm-hmm. and then uh amid the cherries and then at the end you can see that second to last picture the very ugly looking drizzle there it looks like sweetened condensed milk it is not uh-huh. it is sprite lime juice icing Ooh. Or sorry, seven up. Oh, I was gonna wow, ask, how dare what, what I? are Blasphemy. you doing? Blasphemy, <laughs> incorporating all these different notes. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I want to do the lemon lime flavors. Right. So there's the lemon in the batter, and then the lime in the in the Ooh. icing on top. I haven't tasted this. Oh, okay. Have you made pineapple uh, upside down cake before? Absolutely not. Okay, same. I don't know if I've okay. even had it. So here we go. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. The so i intentionally just got the cake on that one and the candied lemon in there is actually quite nice and interesting yeah 
Um, I was worried. I was like, you know, I think it's been in there long enough that it won't add any liquid to this, but I was still worried, you know, adding fruit to a, to a batter is a pretty classic, you know, way to get your, mm-hmm. a fruit your thing all, all wet. Um, but it's okay. And then, uh, the icing is sweeter than I would like because you have to add so much powdered sugar to get it to <laughs> thicken up. Become a nice glaze thing. Yeah. But it does have a little bit of like like sourness, tartness punching in from, from the lemon. Mm-hmm. And then let's have one bite with it all together. The whole package. Oh, there's some good foley going on. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I think I I embody the spirit of the Seven Up with the lemon and lime theming. Mm-hmm. You cannot tell there's Seven Up in this. I I thought that I um was gonna go overboard, but I I found the same thing actually. And like, man, I tried. Like, let nobody say I didn't try. I did go to the store. Like, you know, I've had Seven Up. I I didn't think it was in my local Harastitur. Um, but it was in just like the regular bottles and also apparently in two liters. So, um, I, on my way home from work today, picked up a two liter cause I, I knew that I would need it. Um, I, do we have this segment? Um, no, we don't have a shaming Nick segment, but, uh, first off, you have a great name. I might need help with a name after you, uh, you're done getting okay. mad with me. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go, Listen, Nick. Okay, I I will I will be mad, but I'll probably be more amused than mad if you're like I have here a box of store made sugar cookies and you just pour a <laughs> bottle of seven up on them. And here's the foley of an entire two liter. <laughs> I have made seven up stew. <laughs> it's stew because there's flour in it to make a gravy. <laughs> Ooh, 7-Up Gravy. <laughs> it's more likely than you'd expect. It's more likely than you think. So I'll, I'll tell you an idea that I didn't do um, because okay. I came up with it live in the grocery store. 7-Up um, Tiramisu. Wow. Like, what if I was just like, what if I soaked, and this is, you know, relevant, what if I soaked ladyfingers in 7-Up? Like, there is something there, right? <laughs> you know like, what would happen? They'd you fall. have goop. They dis- <laughs> they disintegrate. Goop? Get yes, Gwyneth- goop. Gwyneth, this is your cousin, Barry, <laughs> Barry Paltrow. <laughs> you know that new goop you've been looking for? <laughs> Slurp on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't i mean how does how do i mean you like soak them with coffee right how is that any different than a than a than a soda i guess coffee is pretty acidic yeah and i i, I, I don't know I've i don't know never made tiramisu and i was like i i quickly looked in the cookie aisle and i saw like biscotti but i was like there's no lady fingers here and i can't like come up with this live um but mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's there may be something there. Um, okay, I'm looking at the amount of coffee you drizzle on these uh-huh. on these lady fingers. It is not a lot. Oh no, you just like let them soak it up. I guess you don't you don't dunk them. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll show you a picture real quick. They they, oh, yeah, they kind of get a little. They get a splash here. Oh, that really? Come on, there's got to be that. Really, it's that gentle. It's that gentle. 
that and seems seven absurd. up is not assertive enough for that to that truly achieve anything with ladyfingers i think no i mean at, even with other things as as we've uh we've realized so uh six i think you're quickly going to realize uh, i'm gonna hit send here there's uh there's a lot mm-hmm. um there's a few videos here just to show you the uh the process what uh what six is is seeing here these are uploading right yes it's just happening uh it's just happening slowly. I can't believe there's that little coffee in tiramisu. This doesn't even seem like mm-hmm. a, a classic tiramisu, right? Like, I don't know. Well, <clears throat> if you see the finished product, you'll be like, oh, wait. That All right. A so the pictures. Here, I'll, just, I'll just. Okay. Yeah, I'll the, just the media has finished uploading. Um, so there six. That's a tiramisu. I made eggs. Seven up Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> what you're seeing is my pot. <laughs> Filled uh, halfway with seven up eggs in seven up. <laughs> it gets better. So uh, you can see a close up. Uh, you know you can't really tell at first, but using uh, using my stove, which has gas now, which is a recent development, is very exciting. Uh, you see uh, to the top right burner. Um, I've got a nonstick pan because that's what I had. I'm reducing some seven up there to make a seven up uh, reduction, a seven up uh, syrup, and I'm heating mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. the saucepan of of the pot of seven up to a boil um i'm <laughs> preparing to poach it's been a while since i poached <laughs> eggs um it it you know my technique i think was pretty good you know uh if you listeners see the it's very uh, it's a deep pot but it's small so only did one at a time you uh you're doing a very a very like classic like no frills poach like when i do poach i have a poaching pan right where the oh. like the water never comes in contact with the egg that is not and obviously if you did that with seven up there would be no point <laughs> so not what you did no yeah so it is entirely seven up to be clear i i took a two liter and i poured it in here like halfway uh got it mm-hmm. to like a a boil i think i was like is this hot enough and i had a wooden spoon to you know get the eggs out later uh and it immediately you know i put a wooden spoon in like boiling soda and it found all the nucleation sites and was about to boil over it's like oh yeah okay it's hot enough um and so throughout the whole thing i was trying to keep it like right under a boil which from Mm -hmm. my understanding is how you you're supposed to poach eggs yeah pretty much okay yeah and you definitely don't want it boiling yeah You can you can see me pouring one in. It worked out surprisingly well. Um, I had some issues cracking eggs, so I, I, I you know cracked the egg. Listen, exit. Oh yeah, I'm listening. I kept breaking the yolks. I don't know, like, what's wrong I, you with know, me? Certain. It really is a thing that I've like. I don't want to be accusatory, but uh-huh. I think it is genuinely a thing with certain like chickens. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, you just get, like, like you get, you know, cartons of eggs where it's like, okay, these ones just don't want to, like... They just didn't have it that day. Yeah. On the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, that tiramisu looks nice. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what you can do with Nicer poach... than perhaps your final product, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Well, so you can poach eggs, you know, ahead of time. So, it was the first thing I did tonight, like, 6 p.m. It is, it's currently 10.50. 6.30. Probably 7. Listen, it took a while. Um, and then you like put them in an ice bath. So I cooked them for five minutes, um, trying to keep it below a boil. Um, I'm, I haven't quite adjusted the flame on the stove, so it was it was a bit high maintenance. Uh, and I did it, you know, one by one. It took a little while. And then I took it out and I put it in a bath of ice water. I probably should have done a bath of like iced 7-Up. Um, I may have needed oh, more 7-Up. Uh, I haven't. 
update from the Pod Talk channel on our Discord. Okay. Or no, sorry, the Jackie's Chow channel. Excuse me. <clears throat> Nick, <laughs> why? See, that's the question. That's the question that we almost not ask ourselves. It's uh, it limits you, you know. But no, the the real answer is I was trying to think of like, okay, what could I do? Oh, you know what would really probably get Six's goat <laughs> ruining their favorite dish with Seven Up. I mean, I'm just here for innovation. <laughs> I I also knew you would, you know, you would be game. Yeah, so here there was a. I, was, my I was talking about this actually. I was I was running bouncing ideas off of my roommate, right? Right. And and they were like, I mean, you could just do anything. You, I mean, you could do like, I, I forget what their ideas was like, like guacamole, but put Seven Up in it. I'm like, I have to pay for these ingredients, which means I have don't have so much money, so I'm gonna eat whatever this is. Uh-huh. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I would try it. You know, I feel like. That's a that's a little more difficult because there's not much cooking involved, right? There's no transformation. Oh, look at this pretty dish! Yes, before you've assembled it, your nightmare. So the, oh, I love your star shaped burners. You must get a really even heat on that. Oh, they're very nice. I need to adjust them because uh, so I have propane, but like most stoves, it was shipped for uh, for natural gas, and so you have to put different mm-hmm. orifices on a different you know adjustment to the regulator. Is that the term? Yeah, orifices. <laughs> Wow. You got to mess with I'm your used orifices to it in a different context. A yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. It, it's you know like it lets out. It's a different diameter of hole that lets the gas come out. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> yeah. So, um, only put this... that on a shirt with a silhouette of a guy drinking a beer. <laughs> <laughs> different <laughs> for the gas to come out. Roll tide. Um. Only the second time I think I've ever made hollandaise. I think I I made it like and discussed it on the show many years ago. When you know you kind of, I think at least in our friend group you've you've said you know your recipe or, or your simple way of making mm-hmm. it. Uh, so I, do you not have an immersion blender? Oh, because it looks like you did it the really hard way. I do have an immersion. You know that makes a lot of sense. No, so I. You know what th- keeps something constantly moving? A blender. <laughs> a blend, an immersion. I have two immersion blenders in the house for reasons right now. I could have double fisted. Hmm. Uh, just going to keep going with this. Orifice. All right. Orifice. Keep going. <laughs> so I uh, I whisked it the whole time. So three egg yolks into uh, into the pot after I emptied it of the 7-Up um, egg broth. Almost tasted it. Um, thought better of it. I had a lot of things to eat that I thought, you know, <laughs> were going to be an adventure. <laughs> Um, and so three egg yolks, uh, like on and off the heat, you know, like 10 seconds on 10 seconds off to like, not, you know, I don't, you don't want to scramble the eggs. Right. So I, I was just doing it old fashioned with a whisk, you know, kind of beating it for a while. Um, it got lighter, you know, till the mixture gets light and then, you know, okay, you can take it off. Add what is it? I think then they say like, add a little bit of the lemon juice, um, and of course, instead of lemon juice, I added seven up into the hollandaise. Um, put it back on the burner, you know, like maybe five more minutes till it started to kind of get, you know, not not foamy, like the, the bubbles were smaller or whatever. It was kind of creamy, custardy. Um, and then it was time to add the butter. Um, so I did a stick and a half of butter, you know, pat by pat. And of course, I was like a monkey uh, using this big old balloon whisk the entire time. Uh, and as you can see, I also paired it with um, some roasted asparagus, very classic. 
Um, so, so <laughs> and also, so I used Canadian bacon, which is ham, right? Um, mm-hmm. In this case, I chopped it into sticks and I, I started, you know, toasting it, giving it a bit of a Can fry. Can I ask why you chopped it? I So Alton Brown uh, did this in a re- his recipe, like the original Good Eats recipe. And I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. I, I don't know if I'd do it again. Um, you get a lot of surface area for browning. Which is sure, really nice, but it was kind of weird. I probably overdid it too on the the crisping, the browning. Hmm. I'd probably not do it again. You know, this I don't have a good picture here, but the Canadian bacon came in, you know, little circles that are pretty much the perfect size for English muffins, which is what you serve eggs Benedict on normally. So I was doing three things at once, include you know, one hand whisking, one hand like kind of shaking this ham, and then I had the asparagus in the oven. It was a lot of fun. Um, Immersion blend, of course, of course. Okay, <laughs> good to remember for next time. Uh, and so once it kind of, I incorporated all the the butter kind of going on and off the heat to make sure it you know melts but not get very hot, barely steaming. Um, added a little salt. It did not need any more salt. I used salted butter. Oops. Um, ah, classic, classic. classic. Um, get out of here, bug. Sorry, there's a there's a bug encroaching on my territory. Uh, uh, with I this add? brief interlude, I, I have a proposed title for you. It's a bit scientific. Okay, no, um, I was I was looking for it, some e- eggs Benedict lithiated. Why is it lithiated? Because the original name of Seven Up is Bib Label Lithiated Lemon Lime Soda. What Bib Label Lithiated Bib Label? Okay, Lithiated Lemon Lime Soda because originally one of the major ingredients was lithium citrate, <laughs> which is a mood stabilizer. <laughs> Man, uh, it just hasn't been the anymore. same. <laughs> <laughs> sure. EBL, Eggs Benedict Lithiated. I'll go with it. I was also thinking, you know, Eggs Benedict, but with a seven for the T, but that that's nothing. Um, except maybe an episode, you know, title, but it's it's not very good. It's not good enough. I mean, the other the other po- possibility I considered was the uh, creator of 7-Up, of course, is Charles Lieber Grieg. Um, and so Eggs... Lieberdicht Lieberdicht. has a certain sound to it. You know, that's that's pretty good. You're an artisan. Uh, I finished my hollandaise, of course, with a little bit more lime juice, um, which is (laughs) 7-Up. Lemon juice, sorry, but of course I I use 7-Up. I bought a lemon and ended up not using it because I'm like, I'm not a coward. Uh, And then a bunch of cayenne, you know, for a little bit of kick. Um, the cayenne really spice. It really needed that cayenne. Um, it kind of helped cayenne classic in in eggs Benedict. I often just do Frank's Red Hot, which of course uses cayenne <laughs> pepper anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But Sounds not good. the Wings version for this, by the way. Just the regular <laughs> original. Just to right. clarify, right, you, I know I have a reputation. <laughs> yeah, you you keep the uh, the wings in the in the pan- the wings Frank Frank's Red Hot wings in the pantry for Mountain Dew. Uh, we don't talk about that. Um, I added. I man, it, the sauce was looking amazing. It was you know um, umptuous. Uh, I got a great immersion on the stick and a half of butter. I added too much Seven Up. I thinned it out too much, uh, so I added another half stick of butter, which really helped a lot. It didn't quite get back to how thick it was, but but it 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 ended up being fine. So I had some roast asparagus with just olive oil, salt, pepper. I had some Canadian and Seven Up bacon and Seven Up uh, some Canadian bacon, which. I spooned about half of that uh, 7-Up reduction, the 7-Up syrup, into at the end. Gave it a nice little <laughs> caramelization. Um, uh-huh, it, really, uh-huh. it really pumped up the caramelization. Got a little crispy on the edges. Excellent. 
Um, and then you can see in that last picture, I got a, a big old saucepan, um, filled it with more 7-Up to reheat the eggs, of course, which had been chilling in their, their ice bath while I prepared the rest of the ingredients. And um, I mean, quite frankly, just just look at this. So let's see. Eggs cooked in 7-Up. Yep. Canadian bacon uh, caramelized with 7-Up. Yep. And 7-Up in the Hollandaise. Is that everything? No. So. No? I also. <laughs> I Where also got some nice champagne. Like legit demi-sec, you know, slightly sweet champagne. And I made fomosas. <laughs> Seven See, up the thing champagne. about a mosa is that the orange juice is <laughs> listen, like assertive. Listen. I also Not got this feedback. I also got this feedback. And I was like, listen, you're correct. Um, but so it actually worked out. Like it was a surprisingly <laughs> mimosa up. That's better. See, this is, I knew. Mimosa up. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't try too hard with the names because I was, I, nothing came to mind. Or my lack of mind and brain. I knew I knew you'd help out. So you can see, you know, I set the table. It's nice, you know. Got the the candle, uh, and so I have the mimosa up, and I also just got, you know, some champagne. Oh flutes. right, you have a you have an so these days. You you subjected another human to this. <laughs> she specifically wanted to be a part of the Seven Up experience, which you know says a lot about about us. Yeah, uh, so I, I subjected another person to this. Let me tell you, she is so mad how well this worked. It was amazing. <laughs> so she she did the wonderful paprika um, garnish on top, which I, I wasn't going to do. I had forgotten. I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. Very critical. A little bit of that smoky flavor. Um, it was so good. The 7-Up was not assertive, but it was uh-huh. it was there, but not in the way you'd think. I have a question. Yes. Do you think it would have been equally good, perhaps better, if you just had fucking Eggs Benedict, <laughs> one of the best dishes on the goddamn planet? So the best part, you know, getting the uh, the eggs out of that, that pot of, you know, simmering 7-Up. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have a slotted spoon. So there was a little bit of the liquid as I transferred the egg, like a little, a, a little bit, teaspoon, as I transferred the egg onto the toasted English muffin. Um, mm-hmm. which didn't get it soggy, but like, as you know, I was cutting into it, by the way, here's a, uh, a glory shot of me, uh, you know, getting a, a nice medium, like soft, medium, uh, poached egg. Oh yeah. That's a beautiful split. It was incredible. Um, so like there was a little bit and it was quite a, it was quite a toast on the English muffin. So it wasn't soggy, but you got like a little bit of the freshness of the, the pure seven up. Cause this, the seven mm-hmm. up didn't boil for very long. In the Hollandaise, you got a little bit of it. Um, it was it was pretty pretty light there, um, and then I mean, I, like lemon juice and egg yolk are pretty potent. It's hard to it's hard to overpower them. Yeah, especially the egg yolk. Like the, it didn't really occur to me. Like the fat in egg yolk, like you know, coats mm-hmm. your taste buds, and it's kind of hard to taste subtle things when you've got like yeah, a, a hard- big runny yolk. You can't really be subtle with hollandaise. I've done other things with hollandaise, and you have to add more than you'd think to, to get through. Which is where the mimosa up was a stroke of genius that I did not intend. The astring- the uh, not the stringency. So Acidity? it was 
the carbonation, like the the mimosa was so cleansing because you had this carbonated soda and you had this carbonated champagne and they were both, you know, fairly sweet. It wasn't like a cloyingly sweet beverage, but it was quite sweet. And you had the cleansing action of the bubbles really helped cut the fat from the hollandaise, which is basically pure butter and the mm-hmm. egg yolk. So then, you know, you go back for a bite and you can kind of like you get the taste again and it kind of it helped you get, you know, some of the caramelization on the ham. You could you could tell the browning. Um, the hollandaise was a little thin, you know, after I added too much seven up, but it was thick enough and uh, and it really hit the spot. Perfect accompaniment to that asparagus, which had those those, wow. those delicious roasted notes. I mean, I am kind of mad it worked, if I'm being honest. <laughs> So is my girlfriend. <laughs> I knew it. I I didn't know it would. I uh I of course like very high effort did the best job I possibly could because I knew if it worked that uh that I would make you mad in a way. Um yeah. yeah. If only you had some pineapple seven upside down cake for for dessert to finish. That's so for dessert I have um this the special uh, recipe. It is a it is a seven up slushy. No, seven up it's seven up in lime sorbet um, float slushy thing um, wonderfully prepared for me, uh, as well as a glass of champagne in front of me, which means we have to take it to Arteezy's speakeasy. I've gotten all my rage out of the patch. Now I'm just to uh, trying to be happy. So perfect. That's what I thought. Because when the new know? patch drops and I'll like it, I'll probably be angry all the time. I need, to be, I need something to be mad at, and now that I have the patch of the angle, it's So, yeah, I, I was, you know, like I said, I was thinking of a tiramisu with 7-Up. Um, but, you know, I, I forget if I talked about it this the last episode. I don't think so. But Harris Teeter, I saw like a $2, what is it, a quart? Two quart? I think it's like two quarts of uh, lime sorbet for like two or three dollars and i was like this is the cheapest sorbet i've ever seen uh i've gotten it twice now it's it's absolutely fantastic <laughs> so this is seven up kind of whipped you know this is a secret recipe don't tell anybody uh whipped with the cheapest lime sorbet that money can buy let me tell you see the yeah and it's an amazing all right jar. it's fantastic i don't know why this works so well like it's lime on lime action, right? But mm-hmm. let me just the frustrating thing to me. See, I'm I'm imagining that we were on you know some like episode of like Top Chef or something, mm-hmm. right? And it's like you know this episode sponsored by Seven Up. Cook a, you know <laughs> cook meals with Seven Up. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm the one getting chewed out by the judges for not really highlighting the Seven Up, <laughs> and they're really happy with you, and that makes me mad. <laughs> Yeah, in the really end, for it. It, the, that's the thing. The Eggs Benedict didn't taste like 7-Up, but it had this freshness occasionally. And the pairing of the champagne with it was just fantastic because you could go back to it. And it, you know, it cleansed that fat off your taste buds and then, and then it came back. Oh, it was, it was so good. I would make it again. I mean... I, I was surprised how little... So I specifically didn't taste the egg, you know, before in the final dish. I was surprised how little the egg, you know, tasted like 7-Up. But I guess it makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, this this wonderful dessert drink tastes better because it's it's in a mason jar. So it means I'm, uh, 
I'm cool. Six, uh, six. Can uh, Arteezy get you a beverage here? We had a little bit of a patch, so short. Sure. Nice you didn't mention your champagne. How's your champagne? Oh, my champagne. So this is quite nice champagne. <laughs> um, let's let's go ahead and go. Uh, I want to say for for the record, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone at home from the early aughts who's screaming their lungs out, I did try and figure out a way to make the DNL pun work. I couldn't quite get there. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you for. Uh... Your apology to my her. service. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you for your service. <laughs> Thank you for your disservice. <laughs> I expect I expect to hear about this again. I expect everyone to be paying the gratitude for this on Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't forget, I technically am a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> the secret back uh, back story. The evil like, laugh, <laughs> as I recall this. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, so there's a lot of it's um it's demi sec right? So it's like mildly sweet. What are the different Champagne sweetness. I mean, there's brute levels. Brute, which is like dry. I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, here bishopscellar.com. Brute nature, dr- very dry. Extra brute, less dry. Brute dry to a hint of sweetness. Extra sec, a hint of sweetness. Sec, noticeably sweet. Demi sec. Oh or wait. Dry. Yeah. Oh yeah, but not dessert quality sec. And then, I deuce. Thought... <laughs> um. Yes. Advantage champagne. <laughs> Game point. <laughs> Mario aces and 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Fuck, oh, I just don't know. fucking I don't say have it. it. Just fucking I don't have it. I don't know what you're I don't know it. You always make the Mario Aces joke. But I don't know what it like is you. this time. How do I connect like it? Like you. Sure. That's not a joke, though. Right, but you say it all the time. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, you, we, you misled me by... Here. See, this is the classic thing where you've misled me by saying joke. I realize most of the things I say are not jokes. They're just things I say for some reason. Yes. It's like how dogs bark. That's not a joke. <laughs> it's like they how just bark. dogs bark. I just say things. Remember when we fought on air many years ago about if Bottle Crow was like a joke? And how how uh, how far we've fallen? You were like, "Oh yeah, I, no," and we were just joking with those hero concepts. I'm like, "They were jokes," and now it's the entire podcast. Nick, how joking were you when you when you <laughs> brought that seven up to a near boil to a simmer <laughs> to a simmer? It was great. I had to kind of go on and off the heat because I need to adjust these burners. Um, it just showed me that I really I really do need to. Um, there's a whole saga coming up with my range hood, by the way. They're like you know extractor mm. hood which which is not up yet it'll it'll be a whole segment thing but are you enjoying your champagne oh the, it's it's excellent there's still like a decent amount of acidity there so if i mm-hmm. like your tongue waters after you drink it let's see i don't think i can um these are crystal flutes um can i oh man i i got it before a really annoying this is this is so bad. We're so great at podcasting. Um, it's it's quite good champagne. It's very nice. And normally I'm not a you know a big sweet uh, a sweet wine guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm very bitter. I wish I could just take it to our TC Speakeasy uh-huh. as we have, um, but unfortunately I have to take a small. A, 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 a this small. segment has never been contained within this segment before, but we do have to go to League of Legumes. Holy shit. Six is all about innovation. You know who it is. Come and run the 
Enjoy my 7 Legume. Pod. Green bean casserole. <laughs> That's right, folks. We're here with Coca-Cola Ultimate <clears throat> XP flavored from League of Legends. You're shitting me. I am not shitting you, sir. What? I have in my hands an XP flavored Coke. <laughs> you're, would you say I'm about that you're to ulti, ding off this. Your ulti is off cooldown. <laughs> I, I would say I'm about to get another, another rank in my E and y'all aren't ready for it. I would say sip discreetly, my lord. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> what the fuck will this be taste like? Okay. Oh, oh, there's already a lot of... Oh. What is... So, unfortunately, this has gotten a little warm at this point. No, I'm sorry. Which makes it hard to... Like, the smell is... It's not cold, so the smell is very oh, strong. Oh, the volatiles. Mm -hmm. I hate memes. Um, the, the nose, to me, hits me as a mix of... Uh, responding to my friend Harry real quick. Potting. <laughs> After sounds great. Um, Shut the fuck up, Nick. Of a mix of Coca-Cola and Yulmust. Are you familiar? Bless you. With Yulmust. No. Yulmust? Yulmust. Um, it is a uh, Scandinavian like Yule soda. Christmas soda. J U L M U S T. Uh, mm -hmm. English, uh, Oh yeah, as in like must, as in not yet fermented mm -hmm. juice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. Um, I have had this before. It's sort of like gingery root beery kind of thing. Oh, that that sounds fun. It's okay. It's okay. The syrup um, is still made exclusively by Roberts in or Orebro. I I don't know how. To, uh, Orebro fish punch. This is an awful touch. Wow. Let's, let's get racist, shall we? Let's just do it. I'm so proud of you, Nick. Um, all right, here we go. What the hell is that? What? Syringe. Thank you, Chen. Oh, that's hot. That is very hard to put my finger on it's like when i'm done with this booty i'll fill it with rum there's like a bit of a fruitiness to it okay but there's also definitely like a sort of a ginger there and obviously coke as well it's hard to unpack this flavor um it might be coca-cola endgame it might be ultimate <laughs> it might be the ultimate it's at max level. I've maybe, you know, perhaps I'm not used to the concept of like XP being hard to digest. Uh huh. But you're just perhaps if I were, if I were, if I were a little stronger, I'd be able to really unpack this. If you're, this is a real test of your, of your mm -hmm. tasting document. I, I, you have to try this. I can't tell. Oh shit. Okay. Where did you get this? Uh, Target. Okay. Excellent. Wait. Um, hold on. Mm hmm. I'm on uh, I'm on tasteofhome.com. You know, I'm researching Coca-Cola Ultimate. Um, while well, you squeak. Um, as we squeak. Sorry. <laughs> You're not squeaking. League of Legends players. I'm, I've had a bit of this champagne now. Uh, League of Legends players will spot tie-ins to Coca-Cola Ultimate in the game, where they can unlock related emotes through a series of missions. 
Sure. We live in. Uh, I really the best did ex- I, like when I heard that this was going to be a thing. I really did expect like to have. You can see the bottle, and it's just black and gold, right, with white text. It's pretty like. It's it's a little gaudy, but in general, it's pretty tasteful. Yeah. I really did expect like you know, like Ari with a really low cut dress or something. I figured they a, would really just a, lean in on the a busty anime yes. fox lady. Yeah, one of the one of the mascot characters of League of the Legends. Uh, <laughs> of League of a the fox. Legends. <laughs> the League of the Extraordinary <laughs> Gentlemen. <laughs> But she's, Legend. you know, they've leaned away from this aspect of her lore. But if you read her oh. original lore, she literally is a sex demon. Mm-hmm. So, um, same, same. Not surprising that they uh, emphasize her assets, perhaps, mm-hmm. in their art. Uh-huh. But no, here it's just, you know, here it's just the gold. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna have to find this. Okay, I'm, I'm closing the, the almost. I seriously death. can't tell what this is. I've I've seen a lot of descriptions online, like in my two seconds of googling. So what, I, I'm what not do people gonna, say? I've seen citrusy peach. I've seen Dr Pepper, which is the opposite of citrusy peach. It's absolutely not Dr Pepper. <laughs> As in, like the the cherry, like spicy cherry. I don't know. I can't help you here. Oh, let's go back. Yeah, I mean, I, I comparatively, I found like like Coca Cola Dream World. See, this is the thing: is I think yeah. people are conflating a lot of these ones. Dream World was really easy, you know. Mm-hmm. Move was fairly easy. Um, Marshmallow Starlight is nothing. Was, yeah, yeah. Marshmallow was Marshmallow kind of the nothing. rapper, whoever. Uh, which and Marshmallow is kind of the same, like uh, Peepsy. Which actually, I still have some Peepsy in my fridge because. <laughs> Boy, it really takes a lot for me to want to drink one of those fucking things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just, you know, artificial butter flavoring and Pepsi is not a great combination. If we put the tags um, Seven Up and Poached Eggs or Eggs Benedict in the podcast, we will be the number one search result, by the way. However, there are two YouTube videos of people poaching eggs in Coke, which that seems like a bad idea. That seems like a bad idea. Right. Yeah. I don't think that's going to bring anything to your experience. People here are describing it as lightly tropical. Um, I think it's it's fairly mediumly tropical. I wouldn't call it light in that way, but mm-hmm. I understand what they're saying. I could get tropical out of this a little bit. And it's kind of, yeah, it's like a, a, a sort of a warming fruit punchiness to it. It's a strange thing. It's a strange that's just thing. you cooking. Well... For the record, um, in addition to the tiramisu that was scrapped, I also, I've never made these before. I thought about doing 7-Up English muffins, which I feel like has some legs there, right? Sure. I mean, I've never made them again, but they, so it, it is a yeast dough. Um, you got to get your nooks and crannies in there. I feel like, you know, yeast leavens, carbonation doesn't, there's no like double action to the 7-Up carbonation that'll like, you know, cause some more bubbles when it bakes, which is, I think what you what you need and stuff um you know may- maybe sometime maybe you know maybe you could, you could give it a try sometime but i do want to make more eggs benedict now it was so good and it's, it's just, such a good it's just a classic it is oh man okay this redditor posted it tastes like juicy fruit and i think that's really what that's pretty spot it's like coke and juicy fruit that's pretty much spot on man i had juice juicy fruit is like a instant nostalgia flavor juicy fruit is a sugared uh gum for those who haven't had. yes it's from the uh wrigley's company yeah it's yeah it's very fruity 
That's a that's a very good description. And juicy fruit. Good work, random redditor. I'm gonna, uh, let, I'm me, gonna... let me click through and get your name. Oh yeah. Uh, four twenty booty wizard <laughs> XA. Juicy. Uh, Hugcumber eighty seven. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Hugcumber is a great name. Not not bad. Not bad. Um, I have a couple other things we could dive into if you want. I don't know what you had in mind here. Um, did you want a small reward? I I could use a small reward. By the way, I also, uh, in addition to the paprika, uh, my my lovely SO has contributed an excellent sticky note uh, drawing of Zeus. Um, That's pretty good. Quote: I, I was not around. Oh, what's the quote? I have no idea what this is, but felt the need to draw and looked up Dota two. So this is a a Google result. It's an excellent Zeus sticky yeah. note. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll put it in a sticky note frame. Um, I do. I have a very important segment, Sex. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Sure. This is Cheeseberdee. Introducing today's contestants. Is it Google? Is Google a contestant? Because you just Googled another random Jeopardy. An iCheese manager from Southern California, Gouda. I, I, yeah. <clears throat> Six. Yeah. Uh, I, you know. Yeah, what did you need, Nick? Can we get this over with? <laughs> Six, I have, uh, I have in front of me a completely original um, Jeopardy board. Um, let's go ahead and, uh, of course, as always, I'm, uh, I've put it up on, uh, on jeopardylabs.com. Here's my, uh, my completely original link to it. Oh, shit. Uh, six, w- and listeners, we have five categories of always, uh, 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 points. Oh, man, I can just cheat like crazy. Oh, shit. Oh, wait, no. No. Wait, can I? I think I can. You, you shouldn't, though. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm closing it before reading it, but okay. yes, I super can. Okay, so uh, our categories are types of cheese, cheese in quote pop culture end quote, cheese by numbers, cheese in all caps, and cheese facts. Where are we headed? Uh, we'll do cheese by numbers for one hundred. During part of which decade in the 1900s did Wisconsin legally require its restaurants to serve cheese with every meal? I'll say the f- the thirties. Wow, you did it! You swerved at the end. Yeah, the nineteen thirties. That's correct. I was thinking like it's the Roaring Twenties, and then you get right. the Great Depression, and during the Great Depression, you would probably want to direct anything you could towards local businesses like cheese. Local That's my cheese. logic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The cheese heads. Where are we going? Uh, Two hundred. Same category. This is the percentage of how much of the total cheese production is stolen. What? Define stolen. No. Okay. Uh, 100% because there's no ethical consumption. Oh, my God. So uh, you can find Six Detmar at uh, somewhere, somewhere in Claremont, California. Um, <laughs> the answer we're looking for is 4% not true (laughs) yeah i don't know where the (laughs) fuck you would get this from um cheese by numbers for 300 it takes the equivalent of this amount of pounds of milk 
to produce one pound of cheese. Four. <laughs> ten. So it's a, a one to ten. But like of what type of cheese? So really, I just... Yeah, I mean... This is, this is, uh, I'm so sorry. This I'm just is, not doing uh, a good work, you know, with coming up with yeah, my questions. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see here that you apparently came up with... It. Wow, you've been sitting on this for over a year. Yeah, of course. The 20, URL 20, has the date. Yeah, of course. Just <laughs> uh, for created. transparency. That's what I'm all about. Cheese by uh-huh. numbers for 400. Um, six has spilled pills all over the table to try to drown away my... Uh, their sorrows that because of me there are approximately this many varieties of cheese <laughs> shut up <laughs> whatever this number is it's gonna be wrong what is the number though 207 2000 types of cheese it's just making this up what are you counting as a yeah this is bullshit this would you like to finish the category sure who cares the average american consumes this amount of cheese per year I'm going to say <laughs> 56 pounds. Would you like to put a decimal on that? I mean, I just saw the answer. So sure, 40.2 pounds. <laughs> Point? Who puts who puts three sig figs in a Jeopardy answer? <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's nice to know that I was in the right order of magnitude. It's true. Yeah, that, that was pretty good. I mean, you never know with America. Uh, mm-hmm. Six, where are we going? We're going to cheese for 100. This is the most popular cheese recipe in the USA. Uh, Betty Crocker's. What are you talking about? I assume you mean cheddar? No, what no, are you talking like about? a recipe that uses cheese. Oh, mac and cheese. That's correct. Six is a, a genius. A real genius. That's grilled cheese is probably the next runner up. No, so. that makes sense. Um, okay, 500. Curveball. This is another word for... Futurophile. Chances are you are one if you are here tonight. Wait. Depressed. (laughs) (laughs) The answer we're looking for is cheese lover. Where were... Was this like... I like to... I mean... Okay, Six. Where where was this Jeopardy used? In your your mind? Your mental canon? I I think probably it was like a local restaurant that did like a cheese night and did trivia as part of it. Or something. Do you think there's my guess. like a sommelier, but for cheese? Uh-huh. It's me. What would it be called? Turo five. <laughs> <laughs> Already. Uh, to be, okay, can I be transparent? Yep. The answer to that one was really obvious. I just thought the left, the swear would be funnier. That's nice. That's not a 500 question. That's wow, ridiculous. wow. Six. Like, gosh, exposed. I wonder what kind of file would be your, here in your cheese quiz idiot idiot uh 200 uh, this cheese is also a popular salad dressing that's correct blue cheese <laughs> well, no you're just you're just shutting me down before i can get to funny answers yeah. i see <laughs> what what are you gonna do easy cheese <laughs> cheese for 300 cheese this is a method of t- this is a method of dunking bread and bubbling cheese it's fondue. Fondue. I don't have a funny answer. That's correct. Uh, six is currently at minus 1,200 points, by the way. Okay, cheese for 400. Uh, this type of quote-unquote cheese is common in America, but because of its manufacturing process is so different than traditional cheese, it cannot legally be sold as cheese. <sighs> this is a bad category, America. It really is. It really is American cheese as well, of course, obviously. 
All right, we have three categories left. All right, let's go to probably another bad one. Facts. Cheese facts. Cheese facts. F-A-C-T-S. For 100, this country produces the most amount of cheese. I'm going to guess America. USA! 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 Booty! Because I... I feel like the other countries that care this much about cheese aren't as big. Right? Yeah, it's probably just, like, you know. Like, China isn't huge on cheese, you know? Yeah, they're instance. not in the pocket of big cheese. That's correct, of course, the, the United States mm-hmm. of America. Uh, 200, please. Cheese facts. Wood pulp is very likely a filler in the unauthentic powdered stuff that you add to your spaghetti. Salt. Uh, Parmesan. (laughs) (laughs) That's correct. Six up to minus 500 points. Uh, 300. Cheese is most flavorful when it is served at what temperature? At at this temperature is how Jeopardy works. uh, I would say room temperature, probably. That's correct. Or 67 to 70 degrees F. F. Sure. Okay. 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 Press F to pay cheese respects. 400. This is what the holes in Swiss cheese are called. I did not know this. Um, craters. I don't know. The eyes. Oh, the eyes. The eyes of March. You know, that was like a real question. <laughs> that was a real can cheese just, Can we just take a second to like get a yeah. round of applause for having our first genuine, I like, mean, everyone probably like at the cheese Jeopardy night tier. or like, you know, the cheese sommelier conference probably, probably mm-hmm. learned something. Cheese L.E.A. Yeah. Some, some smellier. Cheese facts for 500. Out of all the farm animals' milk that is used to make cheese, this type of milk is used most often for cheese production. <laughs> 500? <laughs> for me to say, cow? Are you stupid? Goats? Goat milk. How wow. is that possible? I got swerved. Correct? I got swerved. I don't believe them. That's, I, I, that seems impossible. Like, I mean, what cheese is used in cheddar, mozzarella, and jack cheese? Those are all cow. That is the production of those alone. It's got to the production of every other cheese in the world. Most varieties of cheese, I would believe goat. But I think. Sure, sure. Yeah. No, I think that's wrong. Yeah, anyway, I that's, that's a little unhinged. Two categories. Cheese and pop culture, 100. Cheese and pop culture. This movie is based loosely off of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night and includes a conversation. <laughs> It includes this is your 100. <laughs> this movie You're is based loosely inch. off of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night and includes a conversation about Gouda. Ratatouille. I don't know. <laughs> She's the man. How is the, that? Is, <laughs> a that is a conversation about Gouda. So for cheese, the 500 question uh-huh. answer was <laughs> goat milk. cheese lover. For pop culture 100, she's the man. <laughs> a conversation uh-huh. about Gouda. Oh, well, uh, you have okay. the board. You have control. Whatever 200. Yeah. This movie features an anthropom- anthropomorphic mouse who marvels at the combination of cheese and strawberries. Did they ever make a movie out of the mouse and the motorcycle? The, what is that? It is a uh, children's novel Wait, by I Beverly Cleary. I think I do know this from, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, it doesn't look like it ever got a movie. Oh, no, there was a film adaptation. A movie? Sure. Is that yeah, it, got, it was direct. Sure, why not? <laughs> of course not. It's Ratatouille. 
<laughs> I already said Ratatouille. I can't say Fucking it again. Moron. Cheese and <laughs> pop culture for 300. According to Homer's Odyssey, the Cyc- Cyclops, Cyclopes, there's an E. C-Y-C-L-O-P-E-S. Is that... This could be a Greek spelling thing. I was going to say... Versus, this, I'm going to yeah. say Cyclopes. Uh, Polyphemus... <laughs> Polyphemus was the first to prepare this specific cheese. There was a cyclops and, and first prepared oh, this cheese, according boy. to Homer. I actually like. I actually will probably be like, oh right, when you say the answer. Which right is now, I have. I, I think it's like a goat cheese of some sort, but I don't okay. remember. What's a common goat cheese? Feta. Correct. Yeah, I remember that he had goats. I remember that that was a thing. Oh, now I remember that. Yeah. Um, okay, 400. This Spanish cheese originates from a region in Spain that is also known as, quote, the land of Don Quixote. <laughs> Try that one again? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to say Manchego because that's the Spanish cheese I know. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> that's like what spanish cheeses do i know it's just manchego dog that's all i know which brings us back to bottle crow it does oh we escaped we don't have to do anymore that that's what you stuff? think that's that's what you think <laughs> okay um, cheese and pop culture 500 that's fine uh, and to be clear, uh, Manchego, we uh, officially determined years ago, is the that's Roshan's cheese. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, are you aware of the block of cheese? We discussed the block of cheese, right? Yes, it's what yes, you get yes. when you combine like a shit ton of the new lotus or lotus, not or the new fruit item or whatever. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And you get you are granted a savory shield. I guess is it just a bunch of cheese? I, w- I, I mean, wonder you know, if, you know. <laughs> Nick, Google block of cheese for me. It might explain <laughs> okay. something to you. Damn it. Cheese and pop culture for 500. This British kids show is responsible for the survival and popularization of Wensleydale cheese. Now, do you know the answer? No, I don't know what Wensleydale cheese it's, is. It's Wallace and Gromit. That's, That's correct. What, for. what is Wensleydale cheese? It's a british cheese i don't know what to tell you all right thanks six types of cheese for 100 nope nope not yet okay never mind we're taking a quick jaunt into jackie's cha- uh jack's snacks jackie's snackies it's so nice that they're cheese themed, right? Skittles gummies. New Skittles so, gummies. So sour sour Skittles New gummies. Sour Skittles gummies. So sour Skittles, of course, are I've talked about sour Skittles on here. I must have, right? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot this this six lore that you uh, have scars on the inside of your mouth from mm-hmm. from a sour from, candy from from sour skittles. Yes, well, specifically sour skittles. Oh, okay. Um, sour skittles are probably the most acidic of the commonly available sour candies, and also the over the counter ones. They have they have the hard candy shell, 
So when you bite in, it sort of squirts the acid out basically Ooh. in like a line. So that's why I have a line on the inside of my cheeks, right where my teeth meet, because that's where you bite into the sour skittles, <laughs> the acid burning. Me. I see. That's, um, it's that's mostly, mostly Freda, but you can still feel it. Um, anyway, when they decided to make a gummy version, of course I had to show up. Right. Um, I'll set a couple of these out and take a, take a quick picture. Misery is coming. Because I can't just let it go to waste. Ain't it the truth? Ain't it the truth? Oh, they've got little S's on them. That's cute. They're like Superman. They want to be like M&M's. I mean, I guess Skittles have always had little S's, but these are like raised S's. You'll, you'll, they're a little faint in this. Okay. Um. Also, my uh, my camera is yelling at me that the my phone is yelling at me that my camera lens is a little dirty, but whatever, it looks fine. Interesting. So you can see that there's a raised ass barely outlined by the sugar in there. Oh, oh yeah, okay, sugar. I can see it on on the the middle one, the orange one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll start with orange actually, because that's kind of a that's a good classic mm-hmm. uh, taste test here. I'm interested in this. What is this baby shit? <laughs> Call that what? sour? You call yourself related to sour Skittles? I mean, it's the same color and everything. Like, it looks like sour Skittles, you know, packaged from what I remember. Go, go, go. I think it's just their regular gummies with anti-sugar on them. This is so weak. I mean, it's, it's fine to eat. You know, gummies are fine. It's a little sour. But this mm-hmm. is so gentle compared to a candy that literally disfigures people. Mm-hmm. It's fine to eat Rave's Six Detmar, you'd say? I guess. You have said? Let's go to types of cheese for 100. This cheese is naturally a pale yellow, but it is frequently dyed. Traditionally, the more vibrant the color, the higher the price. I'm going to guess that's cheddar, and it's used to indicate often how sharp it is. That's correct. Okay. Okay. 200. This is possibly the most popular cheese, and it is traditionally made from buffalo's milk. Didn't know that. I mean, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm I gonna make the terrible wrong. assumption. I'm gonna make the terrible assumption of good design. Yeah. That the answer can't be cheddar twice. Right. So I'm gonna say Jack. Mozzarella. Okay. Six. So you don't know Jack. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's mozzarella. Mozzarella is quite popular. It's possible. Yeah, I mean, it makes possible. There's like different form, you know, low moisture, high moisture, mm-hmm. whatever. It's stringy. Cheese. Part skim. Yeah. Part skim. Types of cheese for 300. This creamy French cheese is covered in a white layer and has a yellowish interior. I'm going to guess the answer is several dozen cheeses, <laughs> but the answer they're looking, looking for, for is, is brie. brie. Yeah, obviously. You're not going to. That's a 300 point question. Squid sucks, we man. Could, we could do a better version. Uh, types of cheese for 400. This cheese is named after a city in Holland where cheesemakers from the surrounding area still gather to have their cheese weighed, priced, and sold at the market. Oh, that's a, actually a fun... Is it Munster? No. It's Gouda, apparently. Okay, sure. Gouda, Holland? Yeah, yeah. I could see it. And that brings us to our final question. This... This is the only question which has a lowercase, like, beginning. It's also pathetically easy. Uh, this Italian cheese can only 
be produced in a certain region in Italy. It is the most imitated cheese in the world. Just what's the answer? It's Parmesan. It's Parmesan. What? This is a 500 level question. <laughs> they spelled Parmesan. 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 <laughs> no, they spelled it like Parmesan, like the name Sean. That's uh. <laughs> Would you like a nice, uh, a nice little flick? We have a, a nice uh, arugula salad with a balsamic glaze and and some Parmesan. Did you just uh, say shavings. an arugula salad? Yes. I don't think that was on purpose. Wait, wait what's the problem? <clears throat> arugula. Uh huh. Arugula. Where? I don't. And just. There we go. Arugula? Yes. <laughs> Should I have said rocket? Are we British you now? You can't be serious. Arugula. No, that's... Okay, no, that is actually a thing where people say that, and that is the common accepted way. It is incorrect. People really? say it, and everyone moves with the momentum, but that's actually wrong. I have never heard arugula in my life. Wow. Okay. I. Okay. I mean, I. I. I believe you a hundred percent. However, I. I. I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. Arugula I'm wrong about a lot of things, and I accept this. I mean, about I, myself, I fully believe. I'm pretty sure. Here, okay. Okay. Well, American pronunciation, British pronunciation. I know it's the same. Um. Uh, Emma Sang. Uh, okay, six. Will you agree mm-hmm. that Emma Sang will be the authority? I mean, I don't know that it will be. I want to. I want to say uh-huh. that I don't know Emma Sang will be correct, but I will abide by her judgment. It's like when the umpire when you throw a clear strike and the uh, umpire says ball, and you're like, you know what? I gotta go with it. You gotta I go don't with like it. it, but I gotta go with it. So let's go. I'm afraid. Hold on, she has like music in the background, or she's on a train. <laughs> Hold on, okay, uh, I'll put it in uh, the episode notes channel. Tell me what you hear in the background of this. Arugula. Is there like uh, eventually somebody's gonna find that like there's a whole arugula going on with Emma saying background noise and her just awful microphone. I, arugula. I, I think honestly, it is like what it sounds to me like is a very particular thing uh-huh when i was new to audio editing i would have two audio tracks right mm-hmm. and i'd be like oh there's background noise on this so I'd take a sample oh. of the noise and i'd remove it <laughs> uh-huh. and then i would go to the next one and remove the same sound when you should you need to get a new sample from the new track that's what it sounds like to me yeah her voice always does sound like very much noise removed which is like, listen, sometimes it's better to just have noise and have voice sound natural. That's like a hard thing to, to balance in mixing. But, man, Emma just, just cranks on it. Okay, uh, her latest video from four days ago. Do you know who Jock Peterson is? Who Who is? J-O-C Peterson. Oh, my no, God. Hold on. Listen to this video. Jock Peterson. Who is this? That does not Jock sound Peterson. like Emma. We're, I'm, I'm sorry that we'll have yes, to Yes, it does. It. Yes, it does. That sounds exactly like Emma. Jock Peterson. Jock Listen to Peterson. the old one. The one before that. I, mean, I think it is, 
I think you can hear the ears, both in her technique and in her equipment, but it's clearly the same person. Her voice is so low. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a thing where she tries to avoid these days trying to give too much like pizzazz, you know. By the way, how to pronounce agrees with me. Arugula. Okay, let's. So who can say? Arugula. I, I, who can say what's correct? I abide by the judgment of Emma. This is our agreement. And I, I and I agree wrong, that you're not incorrect, but I will go with uh, with our Lord and Savior Emma's arugula. Emma's sure, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. arugula. That's a fun one. I'm gonna just drop that sometime. I don't know when I would say arugula in uh, in normal conversation, but I might just arugula. Arugula. And then for the and then for the chorus, you change it. You do arugula. Do do. You change. Drop the U back in. Then the audience, which is like the lunch table at work, is like, "Wait a second! Hey, wait a second! One more thing." I think I think that's the point where we we zoom back out and reveal that you are once again in like a locked room with no one else in it because you're not allowed to have lunch with everyone else. They have to put me away. Lock him away, boys. That's my that's my hope, uh-huh. right? Is that maybe one day I could get a good job because I could get hired at a place where they're like, okay, six doesn't really have any necessary like skills, but like it would be <laughs> useful true. just to have this person under observation. That would be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> An interesting case study, and somehow that will bring value to our uh, corporate entity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A corporate entity. They slide a new Mountain Dew through the slot, and they're like, <laughs> they're waiting to see if I see my own shadow and yeah. hide. <laughs> they're like, oh, this one's not gonna sell. <laughs> That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. That's the end. Do you of, need uh, one more? I do. do. You need one more thing? I do. Okay. One more thing. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a double time tier Jack snacks then. Well, we could do a regular one, and then I won't have to. We did do Jackuno snacks. Right, exactly. We don't room, we do not room. We do not have room. We do not room, we do not room. So some time ago we were talking on an episode of Bottle Crow and we're talking about things we're not gonna cover anymore, right? Sure. About our our willingness to to experiment and explore being abused by dumb shit, right? Right. Like, oh, you want to do, like, Reese's, but instead of peanut butter, it's just more chocolate. It's like, well, I don't want to try that. That sounds boring. <laughs> or, like, Doritos, and I specifically called out the Cerritos barbecue. You know what it's going to taste like? It's going to be, like, barbecue <laughs> chips but Doritos. I'm not trying that. Uh, well, it was on sale. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how the mighty have uh, have not been involved with sale. this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That smells really smoky. Sweet and tangy is what it's labeled as, but it is like a black bag, which mm-hmm. is, a, is a choice. Mm-hmm. Wow, there's... It really, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to taste it and be disappointed, but it really smells like, like smoked paprika and artificial smoke flavoring on here. It smells intensely smoky. Mm-hmm. For a for a barbecue chip. Silence. Oh, hang on. Oh. 
Well, hang on here. It turns out my unwillingness to stand by my own reasoning might have brought us something here. Oh. Because I think the sweetness of the corn chip with a seasoning mm-hmm. is actually quite interesting. What's the seasoning like? Is I it mean, like it is, the a, it is a barbecue modified barbecue. It's very similar. Uh-huh. I do think it is a little more smoky. It's also like... On a barbecue chip, you have a little bit, like, you can, like, feel a little bit, but mostly it is, like, baked into the chip, right? Yeah. But this is a Dorito. This is a coating. Mm-hmm. The and so it is a different composition. And I do think this is, like, you can identify separate elements in here more. Like, if you hmm. if you move it around in your mouth, you can taste the bits that are more, like, ketchupy. You can taste the bits that are more, like, a little sugary. You can taste... It's actually chip. kind of interesting. Interesting. I think this is pretty good. What? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, they talk about humble oh, pie. If you want to give me some, I'll try it on me. Jackie's channel. <laughs> Here are some clown shoes if you want to have humble pie. <laughs> Here's if you want to be a clown. Here's some yeah, it's, it's one of the pie. classics. So I made a... This is the, the obnoxious lore that that Nick at least appreciates, so that makes me feel better. But on our other show, uh, The Garnet Wager, there is a character known as the Bandage Man, voice acted by me. Right. Um, and as one of my choices, I decided that he was not a native English speaker early on. And it's not relevant. Mm-hmm. I was just like, no, nah, he, he knew another language before he learned this one. And he has a few little quirks. And so one instance is he is making fun of another character. And he says, as they say, here are some oversized <laughs> shoes. If you want to be a clown, <laughs> and I've never once gotten the line, right? <laughs> I love the line, so, but <laughs> it's so artificially mangled. That's the point. It's great. I love the line. Yeah. Which by the way is back. The, the garnet wager is, uh, has returned. Um, uh, We'll we'll see what mm-hmm. what happens, what comes up. You know, there's a new conceit. Yeah, I, you know, I'll <laughs> I'll give a little away here just because we're, we're talking about it. This is this is good showmanship, right? It's, right. It's given a what little an bit. Egg. Um, I am building a tabletop game that will be involved. <laughs> of course, you are. Do you remember? But this time, it's part of the lore. <laughs> do what? Do I have? I I must right. You'd have to finish Wait. a sentence for me to answer that question. Wait, where is it? Uh, my... Oh, what did I fucking call it? Nope, the, the search is just case sensitive. Remember Ricky Mahjong? Ricky Maru comes to oh, yeah. you. <laughs> Talk about a bumper we never hear. <laughs> It's it's fascinating because it is a bumper. You don't make very many bumpers, right? But no. you make some. Mm-hmm. And that is an instance of you trying to copy my bumper style, which usually you don't. That's true. That's true. I never thought about that. And I I remember it was... I think it's stuck in both of our heads sometimes where we do the... Oh, you, my friend, got owned. Yeah. And that's why I have... Um, you, my friend, got owned. On the soundboard. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, Six made a Mahjong clone in, like, the tabletop simulator thing. 
Um, and and we played it in person. It. The, the the reason, so I mean, we 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 did it on air. There's a whole episode. Mm-hmm. You can get the rules from an older episode if you go back. The reason there's been no iteration is because play testing it over the internet is such a pain in the ass. <laughs> If I like, if I lived near Nick, mm-hmm. there would be a better version of Ricky Mahjong by now. I could just, you know, bang it out and it's test true. some things. We made but... rapid progress, you know, when we were in person, when when you were mm-hmm. me. the idea that I, I was still like if, if ever ever get a 2.0 of this thing uh-huh. the idea of the like lanes with like tile towers like their prizes in the pokemon trading card <laughs> game that was that was brilliant yeah that that we, we there were steps to get there you know it was uh we had some good ideas we did we made a lot we of did. progress what if you specifically made the dragons the towers like dragons and winds so you could have like specifically like okay. oh this is how you get some of the stronger ones mm-hmm. so they're not random it's i mean you you shuffle within a subgroup right of, and then you get piles. yeah you get super creeps when you when you right. take a, a a tower you get the dragons or the winds which are special tiles in mahjong your bottom you tile is under attack <laughs> <laughs> what do they say when the glyph is act what's the normal announcer say that a uh, you know when the, the they use dire glyph- structures are fortified. fortified. There we are. <laughs> dire tiles are fortified. There, there's like a way in which you can fortify your towers. For t- we gotta mm-hmm. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to end this podcast. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just us like not joking and just figure, <laughs> trying to figure out a game on that air. nobody will ever play. <laughs> You know what? If you play Ricky Mahjong, if you look up those rules uh-huh. and you give it a shot, you let me know. I'll shout you out on air. Maybe your feedback will be used to make another version. I'm Googling it to see. Well, if you search Bottle Crow Ricky Mahjong, no, Bottle Crow Mahjong, uh, Bottle Crow Podcast. I got nothing. <laughs> Wow. Uh, no, hang on. Oh, never mind. Uh, wait. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Bottle Crow Reborn Taco Chingling Number One. Chingling, 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 Which is possibly the only Taco Chingling I don't remember has the Mahjong tag. Yeah, I believe I subjected Greg to this idea as well. I believe that's correct. Okay. I have a vague recollection. I edited this one apparently. Interesting. Which reminds me, because uh, Bottle Crow Reborn Taco Chingling 1 was, of course, um, we had Greg on to celebrate the return of Cheesy Fiesta Potatoes, I believe, of, of potatoes mm-hmm. in general. Um, and it's titled Sympathetic Gregnancy because this was all planned. Six, I, I'm so sorry. We have to take it to we're Gregnant. Greg. 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 I don't know why I'm apologizing to Six. I mostly want to apologize to Greg. But uh, just to note, we are in our second uh, Greg Mester right now. Uh, come September, we will uh, we will have Greg on the podcast once more. Haven't asked Greg about it. Um, 
I should probably do that. At might, some point. might be a good idea. Might be a good idea. Greg is such a such a good sport. Sporting For lad. For some reason. I, I just wouldn't. I just, <laughs> just wouldn't. wouldn't. But... <laughs> That's, uh, that would be the correct decision. Just like the correct decision is to end this episode. It's true, but I'm trying to see if I can quickly figure out. I feel like the the rules for Ricky Mahjong were not even released that long ago. I feel like I remember forgetting over and over and finally being like, ah, there it is. Uh But I've gotten back to episode 160. Uh, (laughs) Glug Moonshine. Man, we're good at this. (laughs) What is he called? What's Mario Sunshine? It's, it's the flood. flood. The flood. Okay. So it's the I same style, but glug. I yes. thought it was glug or glug. Glug is like kind of like flood. It's like F L U D D or something. Right? I, I believe that was the intent uh-huh. at the time. Glug. I don't remember, but <laughs> Marcho Growl. God. This is a, right. a regularly is, scheduled thing where Six and I air, scroll but... through Bottle Crow episode titles. <laughs> it's really how sad. funny we used to be. It's <laughs> deeply pathetic. Uh, Six, where can people find you in real life? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Six Detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R, which is kind of like real life, I guess. Is it? Also, as mentioned earlier, uh, Claremont, California. That's true. You can find us both on uh, the new episode of The Garnet Wager, episode 66, beginning um, our, our new season of Fun and, and James. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if I never put it out? Is it possible I never put it out? <laughs> oh, no, no. Episode 144, The uh, Monster Manch Dance. There it is. I, yeah, I said, I said, I feel like it was recently. It was two years ago. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty recent in terms of Bottle Crow, you know? Sure, sure. It's, it's not too bad. Fuck, man! All right, well, peace out, everybody. Sure. <laughs>